Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well, staying safe, breathing it in and breathing it out. Good job, everyone. I am so proud of everyone out there. I see so many beautiful souls, so many light workers, so many people just moving the movement. And I'm so proud and so happy to be here and see this and share with you guys. And I believe the people listening are just the most amazing people ever. And I'm so grateful to have you guys here, whether this is your first time here or you're returning. I believe that you're here for a reason. I believe that you're purpose by design. And that's what I truly believe. Now, what do you truly believe? As we continue to talk about the law of attraction, one fundamental piece is our beliefs. Now, I can believe this all day, every day, but more importantly, what do we believe about ourselves and what do we believe about others? So one thing that I think is rarely talked about is how important our belief system is when we are learning about the laws of attraction, when we're learning how to manifest. And so um, I believe if you have any topic requests that you will send them in to me, um, Instagram at Agent K21 Podcast or Instagram and Twitter at Agent K21. You can DM me, text me, fax me, call me. Let me know what topics you want to hear, what requests you would like to listen to. And um, I believe that you guys would do that. So our belief systems really uh, gauge how much we can manifest and the ability that we have to manifest. Now, again, the law of attraction, for those who have been keeping up with the the series here, the mini series of the law of attraction, the law of attraction is always working, whether we are conscious about it or not, it's always working. And one of those foundations that it works based off is that foundation of our belief system. So what are our beliefs? What do we believe? Um, how do we change our beliefs? All of these things, uh, going to give some resources for that a little bit later, but first what are our beliefs? You know, we, we, we come into this world as a blank slate and then we are programmed to believe certain things. We inherit beliefs. We uh, receive beliefs that are not even our own, you know, in the process to uncover that and to reveal those and to unlearn what has been learned is a tedious and not so easy process, right? We experience the psychological term called cognitive dissonance, which is basically um, fighting against the old, right? Protecting the old, the ego gets triggered, the self gets triggered, and we start to experience this, uh, it's almost a gaslighting feeling of what is real, what is what is actually going on. Because a lot of the things we learn, when we start to unlearn them, there is a justification or defense that mechanism that can, that can be produced be produced. Uh, But before we go into the psychology of it, let's just talk about the bare minimums of beliefs. What are our beliefs, right? Uh, One thing that is really vital and important when you are operating out of the law of attraction, when you want to become the greatest version of yourself and you want to become a magician or an alchemist, one thing, a crucial key element is to have a healthy self-esteem. 
in order to manifest at the ability and the potential that we are all given and that we are possible to have, we have to have a healthy self-esteem. Now, depending on how we were raised, depending on our backgrounds or cultures, having healthy self-esteem might look very different, right? And there might be a little bit of opposition to having a healthy self-esteem. We might see people and think they're arrogant. They don't have a healthy self-esteem. They're selfish. They don't have a healthy self-esteem. We may label things um, either inappropriately or limiting, you know, based on our own conditions. So we might see someone who we think is full of themselves and we might judge that. And it might be revealing anytime we judge anything or anytime we are critical or anything like that, we are really revealing a part of ourselves that still need healing because everyone is a reflection of ourselves. Um, And a reflection doesn't have to be doing the same thing. I think that might be another misconception that if someone is reflecting a part of you, they must be doing the same thing. That's not necessarily true. You know, if you look in a mirror and you raise your right hand, the mirror is going to look like it's raising the opposite hand. So oftentimes when we engage with our reflections or engage with mirror, mirroring people, um, it's not necessarily they're doing the same exact thing. That's quite often doing the opposite. And as we continue to heal and continue to love, we learn how to discern what is ours, what is a reflection of us and the part of us that needs healing and what is actually that person's baggage. And we learn to let go of that. We learn to kind of disassociate and and put things in their proper category. That belongs to that person. This belongs to me. This is a reflection of me. Am I projecting? We get to analyze and question ourselves the more we become self-aware. So creating a healthy self-esteem. First and foremost, if you do not have a healthy self-esteem, it is entirely not your fault if you feel that you do not have a healthy healthy self-esteem or you're not where you would like to be. Okay, it's not your fault. It's definitely not your fault. Now, we, as we grow, we can take that responsibility and that power back to change. You know, we can use our own, um, our own gifts and our own power to choose who we want to become. We don't have to be stuck. You know, and I think that that's another, um, another factor in belief systems. Do we believe our beliefs are fixed? You know, like we can never change what it it is, what it is, and that's it. Are are our beliefs flexible? Are they fluid? You know, are we able to receive information with an open mind and be able to adjust our, our cognitive disposition, if you will? Are we able to adjust our thought process? Are we able to take in new information and go, huh, that's contrary to what I used to know, but now this resonates and I'm going to understand this and learn more about this. Are we able to be flexible? So getting back to the root of having a healthy self-esteem, that is crucial to develop, to manifest at the ability that we're able to. Because every time we level up our self-esteem, our, um, our healing, we are able to attract better. If you notice, as the healing process goes, you know, and I do say process because it's not a destination, it's a commitment, it's a process, it's a journey. As it continues to unfold, we start to notice we're attracting better friends, we're attracting better situations, better careers, better loved ones, better, you know, situations that may happen as a result of us loving ourselves unconditionally, as a result of us being self-aware of our toxic traits, as a result of us 
choosing to view the world in its best lens. And so often we are, you know, in this world where our self-esteem may get damaged, you know. I've mentioned before that one of my psychology professors said no one escapes childhood unscarred. Even the best parents will fail their child in some way. So, you know, again, if we have that belief of being perfectionist, we are always going to feel like we're coming up short because perfection does not exist, not in this human 3D dimension. And so um, we have to learn how to love ourselves through that and realize that strive for excellence, you know, do your best. When we do our best, we will be our best and our best is enough. Most of us have been ingrained with the thoughts of either we're too much or we're not enough or we're unlovable or we're not worthy of love. Where do those beliefs come from? If those beliefs are resonating on your core, where do they come from? Where where do we get that thought? Well, when we look back, our beliefs get programmed, as I see it, in three different ways. Now, I'm sure there are more ways. And uh, please expand on that you know, and find out what that means for you. You know, that's the thing about beliefs is my beliefs don't have to be anyone else's and neither does anyone else's have to be mine, you know. And so if this information helps, if it resonates, take it. If it doesn't, discard it. But I believe that our, I've seen the pattern that our beliefs are programmed in three separate ways, three different ways. And that is based on what we see, based on what we hear, and based on what we experience. Now, again, I'm sure there's sub subcategories to all of that and it can be expanded upon, I'm sure. But I feel like those are some of the big things. You know, when we are born as children, we see things. We see the way our parents interact. We see how our siblings interact. We see how the world, we see the news. We see music videos. We see all these different things. And then what we hear, what kind of conversations did we hear? What kind of body language did we witness? You know, what kind of uh, music did we listen to growing up? What messages did we receive? And then we start to experience all of those things. As we develop, we start to have our own experiences. And oftentimes what we experience, again, that law of attraction, attracting what we believe about ourselves, those things show up as experiences for us. So they either strengthen the belief or they disempower it. So for example, if a child grew up in an environment where they believe um, love and pain can coexist because they witness domestic violence or they witness abuse, any type of abuse, emotional, verbal, sexual, any type of abuse, they believe that that's love because either A, the person who was being abused didn't leave or didn't you know stand up for themselves or what have you, or B, the person who was abusing was saying how much they loved that person or they were throwing flowers at them every chance they got or whatever the case was. So that that person might experience that form as a form of love and believe that that's love. So if that person grows up, if that is their belief that love and pain can coexist together, that's that's the core, that's the receptor that the law of attraction is going to start attracting to. So therefore, that person might grow up and, you know, attract the abusive person. And in their heart of hearts, they know this isn't love, but that's what they bring condition to believe is love. 
and they might feel like there's no other better love or there's no other form of it or it doesn't exist or a list of different beliefs that cancel out the truth of that person's heart, right? So then they experience that belief, the belief of love and pain coexisting together. And so anytime there's any type of trauma, the brain and the nervous system get rewired. You know, the thing about trauma is people who've experienced trauma often can have a fear or a distrust, mistrust, right? And often can be difficult to receive good things because when we've been traumatized, every day is opposite day. Every day is that, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop or thinking things could not be as good as they are thinking anything that cancels out anything that could be the opposite. So that's what I mean when I say it's like opposite day, because when we grow up in an instability or an unstable environment, there's that, uh, there's that belief that, you know, things aren't supposed to be stable or healthy. And so when we want to manifest and create the life that we are given or create our own reality, we have to look at our belief systems. We have to look at where they come from, what they are, and really examine it. And then we can choose our beliefs, you know, we can choose, do I align with this belief or have I outgrown this belief? And being perfectly okay with saying, this works, this no longer works. Finding what serves us and what does not and releasing those things. And so developing that healthy self-esteem is what is going to change our point of attraction. People who have a healthy self-esteem are able to manifest differently, you know. And I, I just want to say that, again, it's not anyone's fault, no one's fault if they have a damaged our poor self-esteem okay when we come into this world it is our caregivers responsibility to provide a safe nurturing environment for us but often if those caregivers don't know themselves or haven't experienced that they lack the ability to provide that no matter how much they earnestly wish they could if they haven't received that for themselves it's impossible to give it and so that's why it's so important for the parents are the caregivers to choose their partners and their situations important, you know, specifically because they're the ones who are in control of bringing that child into that environment. Now, I know some of the really spiritual community would, would disagree with that. Some of the spiritual community will say, well, no, you know, prior to coming into this life, I, my soul chose the family, the situations, the et cetera, that I would experience. And to that, I would say, even still, if, if our souls have chosen the life and path we, we designed is still not technically our fault, then if we've chosen it, then that means we're strong enough to endure it. So it's important to not add any more blame or shame or guilt to our damaged self-esteem. It's important to start to change that narrative, you know, and then another person may say, well, you know, I disagree. This is my fault because I chose to stay in the situation. And that might be true. But now that you know better, we can do better, you know. So, yes, we do have our choices that uh, will take us into the path or lead us into a different one. And so, but having a healthy self-esteem or not is 
is in my opinion innately no one's fault you know it's it's kind of comes with the territory what becomes our fault is if we choose not to not to gravitate to better not to you know become healthier that is where our power lies so beliefs words and actions are all the things that will create our reality so what are our beliefs what are our core beliefs really finding out what that is you know what beliefs did we inherit from our family dynamic what would that mean to go against our family dynamic oftentimes that means being ostracized or being isolated what are our fears about these beliefs what would happen if we chose to believe differently you know we've been co- we've been conditioned by our culture and our society and we've also inherited um roles you know we've inherited gender karmic towards our biological gender you know so um given an example of, of what i mean by that would be like say for for an example you have a family family of four and uh, a boy and a girl are the children and the parents right and the parents believe that boys should be outside they should work hard they should you know be rough and dirty or whatever right <laughs> and then the parents believe that the girl should be a homemaker should stay in the, stay in the house and cook and bake and clean right those are those inherent beliefs that our caregivers may pass down to us now the crucial part here is that gender role that gender assignment of boys must do this girls must do that and other people may try to place us in those boxes however that is a uh, so misfortunate because often times when people are placed in boxes as they lose their essence to who they truly are and they're not seen for who they truly are they're seen for what we've assumed them to be so for example that same example of the the family say for example the the guardians or the caregivers miss the fact that the boy the male child actually does not like to be outside the male child actually wants to wants to cook wants to bake wants to clean the house and they might even see that but because the condition of the gender role that male child will be either shamed either rejected you know experience some type of name calling or mistreatment for that person's innate essence right because we're trying to shame our condition or control people into being the box that we've set them in and then missing their unique ability of who they actually are so then you know you see the 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 female child who might actually want to be outside and want to do things that are typical um male associated things right and oftentimes uh the the essence of that person's character isn't fully developed because it was it was uh hindered and it was a missed opportunity instead of seeing what we think people should be we should allow people to be who they actually are so that type of family dynamic grows up with the belief that boys have to be boys girls have to be girls these are the things that are acceptable for this person to do in order to that we've attributed to these gender assignments right and there becomes that fear potentially of breaking out of that what is the fear what is the punishment what is the repercussion 
And so we might inherit these beliefs that are not, not actually ours, that we've been programmed to accept and then pass on. And so in the world of the game changers, we are rejecting those notions. You know, as the paradigm is shifting, those type of beliefs are no longer acceptable if we choose not to endure them, if we choose not to accept or agree to them, they have to be dismantled. And so finding out what our beliefs are and where they come from is so important. And as we begin to shift those things, then we'll be able to attract what really belongs to us, where we really align in our purpose. But there is a upheaval that we have to go through because we first have to work on that foundation. And when we're working on the foundation, you know, if we're planting new seeds in the garden and we have all these weeds and we have all these different things that have also been growing there, if we want to plant a garden that we've created, everything has to get uprooted. And so um, I kind of spoke about this on the episode uh, Karma, about the floor collapsing or the ceiling being broken through, because that is essentially the the new paradigm that we're going into and people who understand this will be rewarded if you will not even rewarded but the universe will align to that and there will be resistance of course as well but there's a shift happening where the people are becoming back in charge and realizing how powerful we are that we are the creators of our own reality and these old toxic belief systems are no longer going to be of the be prevalent anymore so a lot of things are shifting as we are entering into the new era and so I just want to empower you all to realize that your beliefs are so strong and what you believe in you will see you know what you truly believe in is what you will see and the second part of that finding out what our beliefs are, challenging our beliefs, questioning our beliefs. The next part would be to make sure our beliefs align with our words. Now, we're going to really dive into the power of words uh, shortly here. But for now, what are our beliefs? Because when our beliefs and our words mismatch, what happens is the universe will supply, will bring in that what actually aligns but it will be a 50 50 chance because when we're sending out mixed messages mixed messages meaning do our beliefs and our words align and do they align with our actions as well when we send out mixed message mixed messages the universe will respond sometimes and sometimes not it'll be a hit or miss but when we really want to zero in on manifesting to our full potential attuning our beliefs to match our words, for our words to match our reality, and our words to match our actions, which then will create the reality. Now, so that's, that's, that's going to be part B. That's, that's the next half of kind of learning how do we match our beliefs with our words, and then further deepening this, learning the shadow side of our beliefs, and that explores finding what our fears are, you know, if we believe this, what would be the what would be the the punishment? What do we feel we would lose our gain if we were to challenge our beliefs? You know, why are we so committed to our beliefs? What does it mean? And so, um, I was gonna give an example. I still might, 
an example of one of my own shadow beliefs. One of my, uh, and this also goes with shadow work. So if you're not sure what shadow work is, I would encourage you to look into that. I also did an episode called shadow work. So if you're interested in that, please listen to that episode as well. Um, But, you know, I, I think maybe part of mine, one of my shadow works was the power of words, the power of words. And I think I will save that story for the episode on about the words, because I, I want to do a separate um, entity for the words, because words are powerful. But for now, what are our beliefs? Where did they come from? And what do we choose to believe? And we can, can we choose to opt out or not? And I believe that we can, you know, but again, that's for you to decide for yourself. Are your beliefs fixed is, you know, are you able to change? Are you able to be adaptable and flexible? Are your beliefs able to be, you know, changeable? Are, are they, are they malleable or are they fixed? And either one is fine. It's more of just bringing that conscious awareness, you know, that's a big part of the healing journey is bringing the subconscious conscious so that we can operate from the realm of reality and change our reality, create our reality from that place. Um, another piece that I will say about beliefs is when it comes to our beliefs, like our core beliefs, what are we anchored into? Because there's two ways to manifest. There's two uh things that I think that we all need when it comes to our beliefs and um, the way me and my colleague have talked about it before is stability and mobility and um, there are parts of the body parts of our you know solar system parts of our world that are stable they are not moving they are solid as a mountain what beliefs are solid as a mountain in our lives and then there are other things that are movable you know that are in motion, that can fluctuate, that can change. And I think it's beautiful and important to have a delicate balance between the two of anchoring into our truth, anchoring into I am, and also allowing things to new information to be processed, not being rigid, not being closed minded, not being, you know, not becoming those old people who become so set in our ways, because even that would be in my opinion, a disaster, you know, so it's not about becoming set in your ways. It's about becoming aware of your ways and knowing that we are powerful enough to choose what we want to experience. We're powerful enough to choose our own reality and to create our own reality. And so oftentimes our beliefs will show up when we're meditating. What thoughts come to mind? Where did that thought come from? Whose voice do we hear in our heads? Is it ours? Is it someone else's? Where did these messages come from? What did we see growing up? What messages did we receive? What did we learn or not learn? And how can we redirect those things, those paths? And so um, I feel like I have so much more to say about beliefs, but I'm going to leave it for you all to digest more on your beliefs and really question them you know if you're brave question your beliefs you know and um 
yeah do it when it's a safe place for you to do so of course but you are so powerful and in, in, in control and oftentimes we might have been programmed to feel that we're powerless we are not we are so not we are so beautiful and so worthy and so precious now I believe that but if that's hard to receive there might be a blockage that's preventing us from believing it you know uh, someone asked me recently someone asked me what 5d is and I explained it to them from my perspective and their response was is that where you find love and my response was you are love that's where you find love and now <laughs> or something to that effect right and and so when we uh not even sure where I was going with why I brought that up now <laughs> but um the point of what I'm trying to say I think is <laughs> is just that being mindful of our beliefs because if we believe we are worthy then we will receive that worth ah uh, this is what I was going to say one of the things about love is 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 to realize that you are love and there was a post I saw and I'm going to find it. It said something along the lines of uh, in order to receive love, all we have to do is remove the barriers that kept us from thinking we weren't worthy of receiving it. Something like that. But the point of the matter is realizing what has kept us from feeling worthy, what has kept us from feeling lovable and um, removing those barriers, you know, if it's hard to receive positive words, you know, if we feel like obligated to, if we hear a compliment, we have to give one back. There's a belief system there that's preventing us from just receiving that compliment. And um, there's so many different things that you can look into. So I'm going to give some resources. Um, now, I know that this resource may not align with everyone. So again, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And um, I encourage you to find your own, you know. Uh, true leadership is not about followers. True leadership is about making other people leaders. And so I, I want to give these resources to empower you and to encourage you to find your own way, to find your own path and your own beliefs, you know. Um, I respect everyone else's beliefs and regardless if I agree with them or not, I definitely respect them and I wish that you all, I wish well for everyone as well. Uh, so the resource I'm going to give is a Teal Swan video. It's called How to Find a Core Belief. Um, a lot of her videos were very helpful for me in the beginning of my journey, you know, years ago. And um, they've been really beneficial to me. They may be as well for you. So how to find a core belief and how to change a belief. Uh, those are the two videos that I would leave as a recommended resource. Also, yeah, shameless plug segment now. So you can go and click off if you if you choose to. Shameless plug segment. Uh, and thank you again for everyone who's subscribing, listening, sharing. I deeply appreciate it and hope that these messages are helpful. Uh, if you are interested in more help or more uh, assistance or guidance, I don't even want to say help because I think we can help ourselves but if you are interested in receiving more guidance or more messages that I've been receiving is 
um, offering dream interpretations. So if you are interested in um, learning, not only learning what hearing what the spirit shares with me about your dreams, but to also learn again, I want to empower you all to learn the tools to learn how to decipher your dreams for yourself. So if you're interested in that, please send me a direct message on Instagram at agent K 21 podcast. Um, if you're seriously been having dreams and struggling or trying to make sense of them, or you keep having repeated dreams or just not sure what's going on. Um, I'm here to assist. And if you're open to that, please send me a message and, um, we can help each other. So I thank you all again for listening. Um, I hope everyone is well, stay safe, you know, stay in school if that's your prerogative. Um, and yes, I will see you guys all next time and be well wherever you are in the world until next time.